Solomon Soil. Psalm today comes from Psalm 128. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. For you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Behold, thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. So today we're taking a look at Psalm 128. And as I mentioned, this is a psalm of ascent. There are 15 psalms of ascent, and they all occur right. They're all blocked together uh, in this latter portion of the book of Psalms. They go, this is 130, 128. They go from 120 to 134. Now, what is a psalm of ascent? Well, as most of you know, Jerusalem was built on a hill. It was a high hill. It was it was a strong fortress, very difficult to uh, to conquer, and so built upon this high hill. But that's where the temple was, and everybody had to walk up to Jerusalem from wherever you were. You were always walking up to Jerusalem. So the psalm of ascent, those psalms by uh, which they sang as they walked up the hill of Jerusalem, as they walked up to celebrate the festival. So these songs were sung. Uh, at every festival, and this indeed would have been songs that Jesus and his disciples would have sung as they went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, which was to become our Lord's passion. So these songs of ascent, and the most of them are songs of, of wonderful praise. Now this particular song is divided up into two parts. It's a very short song, but it's divided into two parts. And the first part is the promises of God, the promises God gives to those who love him, who serve him, who revere him, or in the words of the psalm, who fear him. And we'll talk about that. And the second part is the priestly blessing, the blessing of the priest on the people. So this was probably an actual blessing that the priest gave to the people as they came entering into Jerusalem. And in fact, we still use this blessing today. It's part of the nuptial blessing of the priest on a newly married couple. It's a blessing of matrimony. And this is, of course, wonderful for us, for we realize that we as the church are the bride of Christ. This is a blessing of matrimony. This is a blessing of the bridegroom he gives to his bride. So let's take a look at this psalm, Psalm 128. It begins, Blessed are all who fear the Lord and who walk in his ways now one of the things we know when we're reading the psalm is this issue of parallelism that the first phrase and the second phrase are often two different ways of saying the same thing blessed are those who fear the lord who walk in his ways now to fear the lord is not the same thing as to be afraid of snakes right when we think of fear we think of wanting to stay away from something we run from that of which we are afraid. But that is not what the fear of the Lord means in the scriptures. In fact, Jesus, I'm not sure he ever used that phrase, fear of the Lord. In fact, his commandment was to love God. But that's the same thing. Because to fear the Lord is to love the Lord. To revere the Lord. To respect the Lord. To 
treat the Lord as his, in the awesome way that he deserves. He is awesome and deserves our worship, is to worship the Lord. So it's the exact opposite, really, of what we think of when we use the word fear. But to love, to serve, and to be joyful in the presence of the Lord. That is what the scripture means by the fear of the Lord. And see, that's why when Jesus used the phrase to love the Lord, to love God, because if we love the Lord, we do what he wants. When you love someone, you want to please them. You want to do what they want. You want to serve them because you love them. And indeed, another way Jesus put it in his ministry was believe in me. Believe in me. Because to fear the Lord is to believe the Lord. To believe the Lord. And when we believe Jesus, when we believe him, means that we listen to his words and we do them. See, the fear of the Lord is to actually do something. Because words are cheap, it's easy for us to say, I love you. But it's harder to lay down our lives for someone else. This is a problem in marriage today. So many people can say, I love you, and they want to get married. But will they lay down their lives for each other? Will they give up their own personal desires and interests for the sake of their union or the sake of their matrimony, for the sake of their oneness? And so indeed, when the scripture says to us to fear the Lord, blessed are those who fear the Lord. But the only way you know whether or not someone fears the Lord is do they live it? Do they live it? Do they walk in his ways? And Jesus, of course, says we do that not because we're afraid of God, but because we love God. So fear in the Old Testament is the equivalent of love in the New. But we sometimes get confused by that. But blessed are all who fear the Lord and who walk in his ways. And the promise, what your hands provide, you will enjoy. You will be blessed and prosper. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your home. Your children like young olive plants around your table. Just so will the man be blessed who fears the Lord. And again, to fear the Lord is to live the life of God, to do what God desires. And this promise of blessing and prosperity. Remember when St. Peter said to Jesus, we've left everything to follow you. And Jesus promised him, whoever gives up, you know, to follow me will receive a hundred times as much in this life. A hundred times as much in this life and in the life to come, everlasting life. You see, the prosperity, the gift of God to prosper his people, those who live according to his ways, those, those who do what God, Jesus, teaches, is to prosper us, to bless us. You know, one of the uh, things that Jesus continually preached was, if you give, it will be given to you. Because Jesus teaches us to live as God lives and that we, we receive the less blessings of God. God gives everything to us. God has given us this entire earth and everything in it. And he said in Genesis to rule over this earth, to subdue it, to be fruitful and multiply, to prosper. That was his, that was his command and his blessing. And this in the psalm teaches the same thing. If we fear the Lord, if we live the way God wants, he will bless and prosper us. 
and then the priestly blessing. As I said, this is actually repeated in the nuptial blessing of the church on the newly married couple. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem's prosperity all the days of your life and live to see your children's children. Peace upon Israel. What a wonderful blessing. And you can imagine, you perhaps you've left Galilee, you've walked for days to get to Jerusalem. As you begin the ascent up the hill of Jerusalem, you begin singing this song, and you get to the gates of Jerusalem, and there's the priest, and he's pronouncing this blessing on you. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem's prosperity all the days of your life, and live to see your children's children. Peace upon Israel. And that's, you know, that's why we do priestly blessings, too, at the end of every Mass. Oh, when I was a, a lay person, that was one of my favorite parts of the Mass, was the priestly blessing. I see people leave Mass before they receive that blessing. And I think, why? Why? The best part's to come. We're going to receive a priestly blessing. God is going to bless us through his anointed priest. Why would we leave? We desire that blessing. And that blessing is real. That blessing is true. So let us go to God now in prayer. 